need an Advil, maybe a second chance. Hey! Welcome to Stargate Second Chances, a walking through the Stargate podcast. I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this is episode five, Brent. Five. Yes. Five. One, two, Where three, we'll four, be five. talking about the season two episode, Bane. Yay! I'm super excited. I am Brent so excited is super for this excited, one. And I am, I am still here. Uh, I give there. a very special thank you to uh, the Patreon supporters who are listening to this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it is because of you that we are here and we appreciate all of your support. Yeah, absolutely. I especially appreciate your support and your votes because we're going to have a good time with this one. <laughs> yeah. So I, I really appreciate these times, Brent, because as you've said, you don't normally rewatch stuff. Yeah. And so this is an opportunity for you to rewatch and then we can talk about it again. And while Bane may not be my favorite episode, um, I, I do appreciate getting to talk about it again with you. Oh, and this time around, I was able to really just soak in what made this episode so great. So I am very excited to talk about this one. Okay. Uh, Well, shall we dig into some of the background facts? Yeah, sure. One, uh, we actually reviewed this episode the first time on May 4th, 2019, um, or around there. Yeah. Uh, That's probably the release date. So it was a couple days before that. Uh, we'll get to what we ranked that episode uh, back in the day, although we all know what you ranked. I, come on. I mean, duh. Um, <laughs> the height. The height of television, Zach. Right. Um, the uh, the IMDb score is 7.3. That's not so bad. And uh, it was directed by David Worry Smith, and mm-hmm. the teleplay was by Robert C. Cooper. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right. So that's just a little bit of the background, just to kind of get you settled into this. And Brent, uh, yeah. what was this episode all about? Oh, 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 man. This is the one where Teal gets stung by a giant bug, and he runs off to a warehouse to turn into more bugs. This, Zach, is the height, the height of television, because it has it all. Mystery. How will we save Teal in time? Where did he go? Who knows what's happening to him? Who knows what's happening to Junior? It's got intrigue. How, where, where does Dr. Timothy's allegiances, uh, who is this mysterious street tough named Allie? I mean, you know, you know, she's tough. It's in her name, Allie. And she's, you know, she's using slang. So obviously she's tough. And we've got return guests, Zach. Hello, Mayborn. I completely forgot that Mayborn was in this until he showed up. And I'm like, (laughs) this episode can't get any better. It's got suspense. How will Teal deal with the menace of loitering youths listening to hip hop? Will O'Neill actually assault Mayborn? Will Junior live without the help of four and a half volts of electricity provided by at a tenth of an amp? What will happen in the, to the current predicament of Teal'c's resisting his transformation? Oh no, Brent, that. that was awful. Oh, it, it, was it too much? Should I should I switch to something else? Mm. I mean, because you know, I mean, like the spark of creativity is just happening right now. It's like a light bulb going off in my uh, head. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Why don't you yeah. continue, please? Okay, please. Zach, it's got action. Uh-huh. The driver of the mail truck prisoner transport vehicle who heard the commotion decided against stopping the van, and he didn't see that punch coming. He was too busy keeping his eyes on the road for safety. I mean, this thing's great. It's got romance. Did you see? Did you see the way that Teal'c and Daniel were looking at each other? Hmm. 
unrequited love. It's got snappy writing. Like this line is so good. You're not from around here, are you? Whoa, man. If you ask me, you could use a couple more days in rehab. I mean, you look worse than my dad after he got shot and he died. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-huh. It's got it's got amazing cinematography. Did you see the pan up from the when the very same guard that was escorting Teal'c out of the SGC was conducting a sweep of the abandoned building and we zoom in to see Teal'c peering down from a strategically located hole in the ceiling slash floor. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also let's not forget the shot of Doctors Timothy and Fraser, along with Captain Carter, yeah, throwback there, as their multiplicitous reflections are sent into the camera from the Gould holding tank. Who's telling the truth? Who's telling a lie? It was great. It's got callbacks. Like uh, when uh, Carter was saying, like, Jolinar might have left me some, some some information, but I, you know, and then she got cut off. And, you know, uh, there was just so many of these just lovely memories from Jolinar's memories. Like it was just so, just so good. It's got special effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about a clever use of Elmer's school glue and craft dinner cheese packets at the beginning. Maybe some gravel in there too. And let's not forget about the bug puppet. I mean, that thing was terrifying, right? Right? Oh, and then it had a rock solid story. Like, uh, for example, when O'Neill was opening fire directly toward the members of his away team in an effort to shoot with a pistol, a fast flying bug. I mean, there was absolutely no way that part of the story could have been reimagined at all. And of course, one of our heroes is in the care of a girl who knows another of our heroes. I mean, like, this is like such an accurate depiction of how serendipitous our universe is. Is so good. And the acting was brilliant. There was really no better way to deliver wooden lines of exposition in a wooden than in a wooden manner. Like in a middle long shot, standing still with like nothing to engage with. It really calls attention to the words that are critical to hear so that you get what's going on. I mean, like show people. I mean, come on, that's like film school stuff. This, this, this is avant-garde. Oh, and the beautiful locations, like they were shooting at least maybe four or five different spots around that abandoned building. It's man, it was brilliant. You know, what more can a person say? I mean, if this episode doesn't delight all viewers, then they must be rational humans with good taste in television entertainment because this one, mm, this one is like having an entire crave case of White Castle sliders all to yourself. Ah, wicked. Oh, so good, Zach. It was so good. So good. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Brent. Uh Uh-huh. After re-watching this, this... Piece Height. of art. Height of television. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, what did you think? Wow. I was being generous back then, wasn't I? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, this, oh, boy. So, I love me some bad TV, and I love me some bad movies. But I... I love it when we all know going in that it's bad. So when we watched, um, what was the name of the episode before Smoke and Mirrors? Um, Whatever. Uh, It was not a good episode at all, but there was a throwaway line from a throwaway character talking about like, you know, did they read the script? What do you mean? They didn't get the twist in scene two. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right? Like that was my moment where. Sight unseen was sight unseen. That's right. Um, Right. Dealing with more bugs. Um, And. That was my moment where I said to myself, they know it's bad. I know it's bad. How about we just have some fun? This one didn't ever have that moment. Not really. (laughs) 
like I chose to inject it maybe at the tail end, maybe, maybe the very last scene where uh, Christopher judge squirts Michael Shanks and runs off. Um, like that might be the only moment that gives me any hint that they were like, okay, we're done. Yay. Um, but they were really, they were trying, they were really, really trying. And so, yeah, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bashing the, the acting, uh, did I miss the acting? Brilliant acting. Oh yeah, I did miss the acting. You did. I wrote a whole thing. Uh, I you was know, noticing that. I, was... I thought, Doctor. Let me read my thing. I thought Doctor Timothy was clairvoyant, talking about the unfortunate lab accident that was to come. Until I saw the smile he gave the entire team, and I really thought Punk Number One was going to hurt Teal'c. He was menacing, right? But honestly, even though <laughs> I'm being like a jerk with that thing, like I was noticing that people were really, really trying. Like, 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 um. Uh, there was an abundance of moments where people had to deliver lines in really kind of dumb ways. Uh, this wooden, this wooden line thing that I'm talking about, especially that scene between Allie and Teal'c at the, in the warehouse, the first one, mm-hmm. I mean, there was just so much exposition that was happening there. It was, it was ridiculous how much we were being told about Allie versus seeing about Allie. Like, it was just bad. It was bad. And she was giving it her best. Like she was doing her very, very best. She was, she was trying to get into these lines. She was trying to deliver them in a way that was convincing. Um, I really thought that Amanda Tapping was doing a great job with also a pile of poo. I mean, she also was just given a, a bunch of things to say to keep moving this story forward with absolutely no action to, to convey it. It was just her standing there delivering lines and she was doing her very, her very best and she was doing all right. Um, you know, the engagement between Mayborn and O'Neill, they were trying to keep that sort of tension and that chemistry that had been developed. I think, I think they had, we had seen them on screen once prior and, you know, they were trying to keep that animosity going. Um, uh, I can't remember the name of the guest actor who does uh, Mayborn. Um, we've seen him. Um, know, Tom McBeath. Tom McBeath. We've seen him 50 times, but like, um, you know his his smarmy delivery is 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 there there's a, there's a whole lot about mayborn that we see even into the future which is still present in this moment here and it still works um you know there was a, there was a lot of really good stuff there was some really weird like quick shots of don s davis like kind of looking puzzled that they kind of threw in here and there i mean it was just ugh, ugh. but you know like they did they did their best um and you know, overall, it was fine. The like the puppets were actually pretty good. That 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 bug puppet that they used was mm-hmm. disgusting. And um, you know, the special effects that they used for the for the injury and the the molting and the cocoon thing that was fun. And the bugs bursting out of the body was disgusting and terrifying. And you know, I mean, they did a good job with the special effects as best they could. Um, there's an awful lot about it which is fine, and then there's an awful lot about it which is middling, and then there's of course there's piles about it that are terrible. Uh, but I think when I was watching it way back when, uh, I was still trying to get a feel for what this show was going to do. Um, this is midpoint season two. So you got all the gaffes of season one out of the way, right? Like there were successes and misses all over season one. And now we're halfway through season two and they're they're trying to kind of get that story solidified. And so we have a story of, our intrepid explorers going off world and um, being affected by that world in a way that then threatens, threatens earth, a recurring theme, but whatever. I mean, like here we are and you know, and then how do you deal with it? 
Um, I wanted to enjoy this episode, so I found a way to enjoy it. Um, and it really did, as I was watching it again, um, I was laughing out loud when Allie was delivering her lines in the warehouse. I mean, it was just so bad. It was so bad and so tropey. It was so full of tropes. It was hilarious. And instead of showing me the tropes, they have to tell me the tropes even worse. And so, um, yeah, once again, I was just very much enjoying watching this episode smack from one wall to the other as it tries to get down the hall. Like it's, it's got to get to the end somehow. And it just bounce bonk, boom, bang. Um, it's a badly thrown bowling ball going down the lane with bumpers with bumpers. Exactly. And you know, like I'm making fun of Dr. Timothy. I hit, well, I can't remember his actual last name. Um, please call me Timothy. Um, like that, that guest actor did a fine job. He was convincing, and he was he was able to convey emotion into the to, from to me the viewer and and there were a couple of cheese ball moments that he had to to act through, but you know he did it he did it fine it was, it was fine, but like his motivations were really really difficult to decipher, and it was it made for a bad story like it you know was he, all he felt, over the place yeah he felt wildly inconsistent through the scope of the story no question about it. it's like wait, wait, wait where's your where's your direction here and you know like the, i respect how it had to keep going down the hallway but really bonk 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 <laughs> so here's my issue there with, with yeah. timothy is that the guy who at the end of the episode says, oh, I'm so sorry. All of this our research stuff is going to be destroyed in a lab accident. And I all have to take full responsibility. Mm-hmm. That character is believable. Right. Okay. I, I yeah. can believe that uh, it, it, it's a little ham fisted. It's a little, you know, over the top, whatever. But you yeah. can believe that character. The character who says, oh, well, let me use Mayborn's uh tools and resources to help Teal'c. That also is believable. Mm-hmm. But those are not believable as the same person. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. One because is the, the person yeah. who is savvy enough to recognize at the end of the episode that all of this needs to get destroyed because Mayborn's an awful man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Is not the same one who's a patsy at the beginning who's like, yes. well, this is the best thing that we have going for us. I mean, it just doesn't work also you know again amanda tapping had a pile of lines around that relationship that she had to deliver and they also were just all over the map like within seconds she goes from like like insulting the guy's credibility to to like shrugging it off and believing him like yeah you don't you don't levy an accusation like that and expect no consequence <laughs> it had to be you you were the only one and then he basically says Yes, it was me. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, at least you're honest We're about good. it. Moving yeah. on now. But this time I'm different. Oh, yeah, you are different. Okay. Like, yeah, no, that was, that was dumb. That was yeah. dumb. Okay, so, so yeah, I, I was definitely being super optimistic the last time I reviewed it. But what about you? Now, I've now forced you to watch this and pay attention to it twice in the past couple of years. So, you know, the first time around back in 19 it wasn't that bad you know we were going through it this is the next episode all of this stuff yeah uh and admittedly so i work on sundays 
So I wake up very early on Sunday mornings. I work all morning, all the way till noon. Yesterday was a situation where in the afternoon I had an audition for a play um, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And so I get to the evening uh, last night and I am actually physically tired. My whole, you know, I, didn't, I normally get a nap in Sunday afternoons. I didn't get one. All of this mm-hmm. stuff is going on. So I'm also physically tired. I recognize that. But holy buckets. <laughs> I had to close pin my eyes open to stay focused on this trash. I, so, so the first thing I wrote down in my notes, yeah. the jump the shark moment was when Timothy talks about the bug changing Teal'c in RNA and it's going to kill him and all of this stuff. And there's just music that's like, (laughs) and at which point in time, I'm like, oh gosh, I'm so bored. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, (laughs) At 20 minutes in, I'm like, okay, well, what's on my phone? Surely there's a boring game. No, no, I gotta watch this. Ah, what about my iPad? Is there something on my iPad? No, I gotta watch this. So 40 40 minutes of struggling. Oh my goodness. So at 28 minutes, and then at one point in time, oh, so early on in the episode, I did turn the closed captioning on because Mm -hmm. uh, they're standing in the hall. uh, Frazier comes out to give her prognosis of what's going on with Teal'c. And she's like, the prognosis is bad. And, and, uh, (laughs) They're like, well, how bad is it? Mm-hmm. And then, so they actually say basically those same lines twice in a row, just worded a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's like it's supposed to be poetry or something when you say the same thing twice in different ways. <laughs> and it adds the punch. It didn't add the punch. But the second uh-huh. time, you hear somebody in the background go, <laughs> and at first I thought the, it was somebody going, I don't know. So the question is, how bad is it? And somebody in the background is going, I don't know. Right. So I turned the closed captioning on at this point in time because I figured, okay, I got to see if that is caught in the closed captioning and what it is. Yeah. I watched it again. It turns out it's something like viral something, something or another, you know, something dumb like that. It wasn't, yeah. I don't know. But but uh, to me in my head, it's always going to be, I don't know. Oh, because yeah. It just works better that way. Uh, so here I have the closed captioning on for the whole episode. At 28 minutes and 45 seconds, roughly, Dr. Timothy is examining the bug and Daniel is there. And, and then the closed captioning goes, innard squish. I hear, saw that too. I also watch with closed captioning on so I don't miss any dialogue. And I saw that one too. And and, that also made me bust out laughing. Squish. <laughs> And at this point in time, I'm like, okay, where are the good lines? And so then I get to 31 minutes and 44 seconds, and you're like, dude, you're sitting duck down here. And ducks are bad? Uh, the sitting kind are. Oh, man. And you know that the script had the word U-H-H-H-H in it. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you know that that wasn't ad lib. That wasn't, that wasn't the actor, like, trying to put some flavor into this character. It's literally the, it's, it's, it's this person reading the words that were given. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh. oh. And so, now, I will admit that when they had that shot, you mentioned it in your, your synopsis there, uh, they were looking through the tank that Junior was in, and you saw... Yeah. Uh, Frazier and Dr. Timothy and and Carter mm-hmm. uh, in there, and then you just kind of see their reflections as they look through that. I thought that shot there was really cool. 
Oh, yeah, it was a good shot. Uh, that was a good shot. I really liked that. Um, but when you're using mirror images of a person to convey information visually to a, a watcher, the, the tradition is that that mirror or that splitting is supposed to tell you visually that the person is of several minds, that the person is conflicted somehow, that uh, that there's something about this situation which is a bit more complex. And at that point in the story, it just wasn't. That like, is a true there was, statement. Like there was no, there was no complexity there. They were all more or less on the same page. They were all trying to figure out how to save Junior. Um, I think they hadn't yet hooked up the battery yet. Yeah, uh, I think so. And like, 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 it was a, it was a, it was a great shot. It was a really, really good shot. But it was used at the wrong time. And you know, I mean, it, there was. There seemed to be a, just an abundance of those types of situations where they they did a good thing, but at the wrong time, or they did a good thing, but with the wrong detail, or they did a good thing, um, but with the wrong words. And it just, none of it worked. <laughs> like, it just kept not working. <laughs> I mean, like the whole way through. <laughs> my favorite part of this episode as I was watching it last night was quite simply the very end when the Super Soaker 24,000 was given yeah. to the girl and then <laughs> Teal'c squirts uh, uh, Daniel in the chest, which, yes. by the way, is what uh, Susan uh, mentioned here. She says that oh, yeah. this yeah. is the best scene of the episode. Just skip to the end. When I got to that point, I'm like, woo! Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, not only are you it done. It was finished. It was done. <laughs> it was finished. But also, uh, uh. You, you can see if you know to look and, you know, friends, go back to your collection, pull out, pull out season two, pop in episode, what was it, 10? Um, and uh, go to that scene. And, and Christopher Judge gets out of the lighting as he's about to dash off. He kind of leans forward and dashes. But you can see, like, the beginnings of a huge grin crossing his face as he's booking it out of frame. <laughs> well, so we talked about this last time, is that that was an ad lib. That yeah. was uh, Christopher Judge squirting his friend Michael Shanks in the chest with a squirt gun. Yeah. Uh, Michael did not know that was coming. And he, he just gets ran with shot. It. In, in, yep. And what, what's actually amazing is is he stays enough in character. He's like, ah, <laughs> with his yep. shirt. And also, yep. you know, um, but but he didn't know that was coming and it happened. And so that's where their grin is on Teal's face. Oh, yeah. Christopher Judge is like, I just squared my friend in the face and now I'm running away. Yeah. Chest, yeah. Not face. On, on, on film. I mean, like, you know, on camera. Like, and. I think that's also part of the travesty of this episode is that the actors do. A, they, they, I, I think that the least believable character was punk. Number one, <laughs> literally, literally the character name <laughs> punk. Number one. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, because everybody else did as best they could with a pile of poo. Like, no, they did, they did probably right. the one who had uh, the, the, the lines that fit his character best and worked well was Mayborn. Yes, agreed. Because, well, Mayborn is supposed to be smarming. You, uh, while it is a stupid, dumb, cheesy line, she says, hello, little girl, I'm a girl. <laughs> I work for the United States government. You know, you the, know good the good guys. 
Yeah. I mean, it is a stupid line. Yes, it, it is. It is dumb. Yes. But he, A, Tom McBeath uh, nails the delivery on that. Um, but you would also believe that Mayborn is precisely the type of person that would say something like that to a girl in that situation. Absolutely. To to I mean, you know, the yeah. good guys. <laughs> Because we all know that he doesn't even believe that himself. <laughs> exactly. So, Brent. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have some thoughts from a couple of listeners. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before we get to them, uh, so Julie re-listened to our episode and she talked about, she wrote down some notes and we'll actually get to that in a minute. But uh, there was a quote from a certain Brent mm-hmm. uh, who said this mm-hmm. in our previous podcast. Mm-hmm. This is just after you had uh, given this a seven Chevron rating. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, how could this be? You say, at some point, we're going to go back and we're going to be like, remember that time, Brent, when you gave Bane seven Chevrons? And I'm going to be like, yeah, 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 I know I was in a special place at that time. I'm confident that I'm probably not. And then, of course, I cut you off because I didn't let you finish because there's a little bit of a lag in our field. Oh, so yeah. I, so I didn't get to hear the rest of it, and you never came back to it. I'm pretty sure you were going to say, I'm confident that I'm probably not ever going to rate this seven chevrons ever again. Yeah. See, there's a problem here. Um, while that was definitely a true statement back in May of 2019, mm-hmm. now my relationship with this episode has created, has, has, has created its own ecosystem. There is now a mythos around Brent and Bane. And there's even a scale that it has been employed once by me, maybe twice, once for sure. And many times by other people trying to figure out where I'm going to go with a particular episode, because I do love cheese ball stuff. It's so funny. It's so, it's so, it's, there's so much fun. There's so much fun to be had when you're willing to let something be not serious. And it's especially fun when something that's trying to be serious doesn't hit it. So, I don't know, Zach. I don't know. Uh, so, so uh, David, mm-hmm. uh, David says, just watching the promo, it reminds me of the Star Trek episode Operation Annihilate, where Spock gets the parasite on his back. That mm-hmm. episode was not as dumb as this one. <laughs> and to that, I say, you are right, David. Well, you know. Hey, you got to be, like I said, if you don't like this episode, you must be a reasonable person. (laughs) Yes. And and, uh, here's what Kevin has to say. Uh Uh-huh. It's still in my top five least favorite episodes. And although Brent considers himself an agent of chaos, after all, who could have predicted that the Bane factor would become a thing, which is awesome. Cool. Uh... I still think he's insane for giving this a seven. We disagree, but that's okay. That's okay. That's how you know we're different. I, it, it, I fully respect how another individual looks at this television show, this one, this episode, and nearly falls asleep and or tries to find something else to do with their time and or just skips it. 
because it doesn't matter it barely moves the mayborn story forward like at all all it does is just kind of reinforce it a little bit and we never see any of these characters again we see some of the actors again but we don't see these characters again at least i to the best of my knowledge you know other than mayborn yeah 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 yeah. and uh like boy this thing boy we didn't even we we i think you and i talked when we did this one originally about how ridiculous it was that ali knew (laughs) o'neill so I don't think she knew O'Neill. I think that that um, that that Teal finally like she convinces Teal to give uh, her his name. That is a rational explanation. As and to what and then happened. she calls. And and here's the thing, is that okay? So you're a 12 year old girl, and you call the United States Air Force, and you say, "I'm looking for Colonel O'Neill," and. The first person you get on the phone is like, why do you want to talk to Colonel O'Neill? Well, I know about his friend. I can't tell you who he is or what's going on, but I know his friend. I need to talk to him right now. The first person will immediately say, yeah, I can't get you to Colonel O'Neill. Yeah. Period. I mean, there, there is no way unless you can say that here is his direct line. But, and, you know, I mean, here's if you the problem, called, though. Yes. The script and the directing and the editing placed the line that Ali says into the receiver with all the confidence in the world. Finally, it took me 18 people to get a hold of you was immediately after she said something to the effect of, look, dude, I have to call the cops. I know some people. She knows some people. And therefore, we immediately get her into the phone booth trying to get a hold of Jack O'Neill. Now, I get it, Zach, and you're right. And that is sensible. And that's probably what they were trying to imply. But they certainly missed a couple of steps in letting me know that she doesn't know who who O'Neill is and has to go find it out from Teal. They didn't show me that part. They just implied that she knows some guys. And one of the guys that she happens to know, Jack O'Neill. Like, that's it. That's the information <laughs> I have. Yeah. And that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's completely ridiculous. So you either got to tell me that she learned about Jack O'Neill somehow. All it takes is a few seconds. It just takes it just takes Teal whispering a name and an organization. Frankly, and now we can. All it would take is Teal going, okay. Yeah. Yes. All it would take was O'Neill saying okay, and also Teal, a little bit O'Neill. of direction for the uh, actor who played Allie to say, okay, don't, don't come at it with this like super confident um, street wise attitude that we've had. You have the entire time come at it with a little bit of trepidation. You don't actually know this person. Like you value your interpersonal connection with a whole lot of people. Although she also was just completely unrealistic with her, like warming up to Teal like instantly, whatever this thing is a hey. bad episode. <laughs> She can smell the good guys in the yeah, bad Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot. That's right. She can smell them. It, it makes perfect sense. Oh, so, boy. So, Brett, here are some of the highlights of things that you talked about the oh, first yeah. time around. Sure. Cheese Factor. Mm-hmm. Canadian street punks, Mayborn, <laughs> one-liners, streetwise tough girl. Yep. Miraculous. Surprise call to Jack through SGC from a payphone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so impossible that it got good again. I love this. By the time I got to the end, 
uh, I'd see it again right now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So I said, uh, a lot is fun about this episode. Uh, They start on another planet. The impossible biology. O'Neill is threatening Mayborn. The breaking of the chains. It's delightful and awful. (laughs) The cheese factor is off the charts. My consensus, your consensus, our consensus is so exaggerated. Oh, yeah. So I gave this episode five out of seven chevrons. I totally dragged you along on that one. That is for sure. I am totally not giving it five chevrons this time around. Oh, man. Oh, man. So good. All right. So good. So. Yeah. Brent. Yeah. You have now had the opportunity to rewatch Bane, the, quote, height of television, mm-hmm. close quote. Mm-hmm. Those quotations there means that this is absolutely a bogus statement, but it's there anyway. I anyway. disagree. But that's okay. In any case, mm-hmm. you gave this episode seven chevrons two years ago. Mm-hmm. More than two years ago. How many do you give it today? Mm-hmm. See, this is the big moment, right? I mean, it's been years. We've been making fun of me for liking this episode for a very long time. We've referenced it, I don't know how many times. We have acknowledged that there is a wild card within my enjoyment of television that if it gets bad enough, I end up liking it a lot. So at what point, what point does it cross that threshold? Here we are back at the progenitor of the whole thing. Now, listener, if you are listening to me going on right now and just saying, get to the point, you have to understand that I know how to build tension and I am building it up right now. So what will I give Bane upon a second rewatch? There's so much about it that is so bad and they did it so poorly, except for when they were doing it well. They really tried really, really hard and it shows except for when it totally falls apart and whose fault is that the writing was disgusting the directing was not that good at all the acting was fine but where do we go is it still a seven in my book no no it's totally not a seven this thing's like a two this thing is a this thing is so bad it's so bad there are so many better stories to come for sure we never come back to this at all ever it doesn't even advance mayborn all that much i think i think i think that you can skip this one and still know exactly where we are within the mayborn arc including how it evolves later like i really think this one was completely skippable top to bottom uh the the most redeeming quality that it had other than me just delighting in how bad it was, was that we had some pretty okay special effects. We had a really terrifying bug. I think that's it. Like <laughs> Everything else didn't work. It did not work. And so, yeah, no, the rewatch, like there's the delight happens in either the first time in watching it or recounting it with friends, right? So uh, Zach had told me about a terrible movie that I watched on Saturday, and it's 
bad. It's a bad movie. And I probably will not enjoy re-watching that bad movie, but I really like talking about it with friends. So in the rewatch of this episode, yeah, I was laughing. I was watching. I'd be like, oh, man, this is the part where this happens. Oh, I forgot about this. Oh, man, this is so terrible. But like, like if I sit down and I say to myself, I want to spend 40 minutes watching television. What should I watch? I, I cannot imagine a situation where I will choose to watch Bane unless there's some other circumstance happening. Unless it's like, you know what we should do? We should watch this thing. I've watched the Star Wars holiday special voluntarily at least four times. Like, I, I will do that. But it's always within the context of like, let's sit around and watch this terrible thing together. Or, right, you know, like, I'm going to do this little project with a good friend of mine and we're going to watch this thing again. And like, you know, like this, that's the motivating factor. This thing was a, this thing was bad. This thing was completely terrible i think that the bowling ball down the lane hitting the bumpers all along the way zach was a great metaphor it could not figure out which direction to go as if it tried it was trying and it was failing <laughs> and we got to the end and 40 minutes later we have what technically results in a story and the best part about it is a three second clip at the end <laughs> With Christopher Judge and Michael Shanks and a squirt gun. That's what this episode has. It's terrible. Oh, okay, Zach. All right. Yes. So you nearly fell asleep on this rewatch. So yeah. how many chevrons are you going to give it? So speaking of said bad movie that I recommended to you. Mm -hmm. uh, incidentally, folks, the name of this movie is The Velocipaster. And if you have not seen it, you should because it is horrible. It it's is terrible. It is bad. awful. It is beyond <laughs> bad. You know how bad this movie is at one minute and thirty seconds. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You, you, and the, and it you know doesn't. I mean, it, at least it leans into what it is. Oh yeah, it's very honest about what it is. It's and that makes very it honest with. So, it is possible to enjoy a bad movie. Mm -hmm. It, but that doesn't change the fact that it's a bad movie. Correct. In like manner, it, well, it is possible to enjoy the last 30 seconds of this episode. <laughs> uh, last 15. <laughs> I was trying to be generous there, Brent. <laughs> this episode is a train wreck. Uh, yes. Now, the one of the values of this episode, perhaps one of its few redeeming qualities is that as a result of this episode, the next time we run into Mayborn, we get Teal'c looking at Mayborn straight in the face and says, in my culture, I would have the right to basically dismember you right now. <laughs> and that is a callback to this episode. Yes. Okay. So, what is this episode? Yeah. Last time I gave this episode a five because I was nice at the time, I'm still yeah. nice. Uh, it was early on. You were enjoying it. I was enjoying your enjoyment of this, even <laughs> as I was absolutely stunned that you <laughs> were so excited about this episode. Um, no, I'm going to agree with you. This is a two. This is yeah. a pile of trash. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, if you are a completionist, watch this episode. Yes. Uh, if you are okay with being confused about Teal'c's line about dismembering uh, Mayborn in a future episode, 
Well, just know that this is where it comes from, but sure. otherwise don't you don't you don't need this episode. No. No, this episode no. is unnecessary. <laughs> no. And and oh. so like I have mentioned many times that there are episodes, even surprising episodes, that we will see callbacks to the future, right? Mm-hmm. So um even uh we just finished um reviewing Smoke and Smoke Mirrors, and mirrors right? Mm-hmm. And here in that episode, we have that callback to Foothold, which was yep. another episode a few seasons back that was basically a one-off that has nothing to do with anything else ever again, mm-hmm. except we have that callback to that in this episode. Mm-hmm. This happens routinely in this series. Mm-hmm. Brent, I'm going to spoil something for you. Oh, we will oh. never again hear anything ever about Bane, period, <laughs> in anything. <laughs> Oh man, I was looking forward to seeing Allie again. No, no. The, the the best we get is that one line in an episode from like season three, and I can't even remember specifically what episode it is. It might be like Shades of Grey or something, because I think they're in Area Fifty One. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could be wrong on the title of that. I can't remember. But but you get that one. Which pff, who cares? Yeah. Who blinking cares? Yep. This is you just trash. roll right over the top of it. Plus, Absolutely. also, like, like, there's an abundance of lines that are said, which convey all the information that you need, even though it's not telling you the specifics. Like, you hear Teal'c say to Mayborn, in my culture, I would have the right to dismember you. Like, you don't need to know the specifics. You just need to know Mayborn is reviled by the SG-1 team. Like, True. that's it. That's all you need to know. Yep. 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 So, yeah. that's it. Uh, so thank you, patrons, for yes. giving us this opportunity ah, to re-review ah, this. Ah, absolutely. Um, oh man, it was so much fun. I-, I will freely admit that though I stand by my statement, I stand by the original statement that this is the height of television because now it has its life has the life of its own. Uh, there is the bane factor. It now has spawned so much joy in my life that I will not back down from that statement. And also, I will hold simultaneously the conflicting opinion that this thing was not worth my time. (laughs) And, and, And I will also hold a third opinion, which is if there is any excuse to watch it again, I would gladly take it but i'm not going to choose to watch it just to watch it (laughs) so here is my final critique on this episode Mm -hmm. is that velocipaster is an awful terrible horrendous movie it -hmm. is just bad from the writing to the acting to the directing to the special Mm -hmm. effects (laughs) all of it it's horrible (laughs) but everybody in that project knew yes at a thousand percent that that's what this was yep and they leaned so heavily into it that that it makes the experience of watching the velocipaster worthwhile for one who uh can can get into that framework that that, that frame of mind Mm -hmm. uh not everybody can do that that's fine but if you can you would enjoy that this episode here yeah tries to be a legitimate Stargate SG-1 episode. Yes, it does. And it fails miserably. Yes, it does. (laughs) (laughs) 
and that's its problem. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's bad. It's no good. Yes. So, if you have any other comments about this episode, you can email us at walkingthroughthestargate at gmail.com, or of course, go to Twitter at Stargate Walking. Talk to us there. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, now is the time to do so. Now is the Why time. is now the time to do so? Because I said so. Does that mean <laughs> anything will change on the Twitter account? Probably not. It'll nope. still be what it is, but yep. it's still valuable. You should yes. do so. If you have not already joined our Facebook group and liked the Facebook page, again, now is the time to do so. Why? Yes. Because I said so. Sure. Sure. Or visit WTTS.space. Space! All that stuff. Yep. Uh, and tell your friends about the patron and uh, how they can uh, join us in this whole fun nifty difty product and project. <laughs> nifty difty. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Once this again, was great. This thank was you. Fun. Thank you very much, patron listeners. Yes. Uh, for supporting the show. Uh, we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you. Uh, and I appreciate it very much. And so does Brian. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So with that, I'm Zach. And I'm Brent. And this has been Stargate Second Chances of Walking Through the Stargate Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.